Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? behind ESPN Music, and this is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80 alongside Amber Wilson. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're sitting in for Kenny and Carlin today. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, is always presented by Progressive Insurance, and since you heard the NBA on ESPN Music, you can probably figure out what we're about to talk about, LeBron James. And LeBron James and the Lakers beat the Blazers 128-109 to last night. But the bigger story is what happened afterwards. By the way, that highlight was John Ireland on 710 ESPN LA. But again, what happened afterward when LeBron James went to talk with the media, that ended up being the bigger deal because of what he said. And here is the entirety of what LeBron James said toward the end of his press availability last night. I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, every single news coverage. It's on the bottom ticker. It's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago, and we all make mistakes. I get it. But it seemed like it's just been buried under, like, oh, it happened. Okay, we just, we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. Amber, I'm just going to open this up to you. When you hear LeBron James say that, what goes through your head? Well, what goes through my head is is sort of the the blame the media approach. Now, obviously, LeBron, I think, was sort of utilizing that tactic because he wanted to make a larger point, which fine. And you heard the reporter start to answer the question, and LeBron was like, no. You know, obviously, LeBron came in, and he had something to say. And I understand the point he's trying to make. The 
the thing that I'll say about this, though, I guess from the media perspective, because, of course, Michael, that's the perspective that I'm coming from, is from the media perspective. When we're talking about something controversial that Kyrie Irving did, we're talking about an active NBA player doing something while playing in the NBA that is controversial in 2022. And because of that, of course, we end up covering it and asking his former teammates about it and covering it on our airwaves. And I think that there could be considered a difference here when you're talking about something with Jerry Jones. And I am not in any way excusing anything with Jerry Jones, but it was a photograph of something that happened 65 years ago. And because of that, when Jerry Jones was 14 years old, it's probably not on the forefront, whether it should be or not, in the A block of every show, the same way that it is when a grown Kyrie Irving does something during his NBA career that is considered controversial. Also, I, I, I want to say this because I don't think – I haven't heard anybody talk about this on our airwaves, and I don't know if people realize. Like, that picture of Jerry Jones is from an article in the Washington Post written by Sally Jenkins and Dave Moranis. And I heard a podcast on Metal Arc Media from Sally Jenkins talking about how they came up with this article. And basically, they went into this as journalists, and they were trying to get to the root of the gross disparity between the representation of black players in the NFL and black coaches in the NFL – where black players make up about 70% of the league, and we know that they are disproportionately represented at the coaching levels. And the only owner who agreed to participate and be interviewed for their piece was Jerry Jones, out of the 32, as I understand it. And in researching for the article where Sally Jenkins had talked about, they were doing the background because they were basically trying to say, hey, the hiring practices from these owners, how are they formed by things that happened in their childhood and throughout their lives, right? We're all products of things that have happened throughout our entire lives. And how could that maybe, even without their knowledge, sort of creep into hiring practices later on? And how has that shaped the NFL? And that's the sort of research that was being done. They found this photograph that we all consider heinous of what happened in Little Rock, Arkansas saw with Jerry Jones present at 14 years old and Jerry Jones was asked about that photo and he did address it in that Washington Post article he certainly didn't deny being there and he didn't excuse it away and he talked about his growth over the last 65 years so he was asked about it by the media in that regard Michael and I don't know if anybody realized that and I'm not sure LeBron James frankly has read this Washington Post article it's a really really interesting article and they end up writing the entire article basically about Jerry Jones and sort of his growth since that time because he grew up in a world of racism frankly in Little Rock Arkansas that most of us see in our history books as sort of the representation of racism at the time no I totally agree with what you're saying I will also say this I I completely get LeBron James's point because LeBron James one of the biggest athletes in the world one of the biggest stars in sports he is asked about everything regardless of sport, regardless of whether it has to do with sports, period. So I think that's part of it is saying, hey, why are you guys not asking me about this? So what stood out to me is he's saying, well, why haven't you asked me about this? But then he also did not offer, at least not that I had heard, offer an opinion or offer his thoughts on that that he clearly maybe wanted somebody to ask him about. So that stuck out to me. That was the first thing because that would have been my first question. And maybe I don't know if the journalist who was trying to interrupt him was maybe trying to ask him that. But that would be my first question when I'm in press conferences. Okay, you want to talk about this? Great. 
What's on your mind? Yeah, you've got the microphone. Yeah, talk about it. Don't instead of instead of putting the microphone down. Right, and in fairness to LeBron, he's what's on your mind. And and LeBron is, you know, a very transparent that he's a big Dallas Cowboys fan, right? So it would make yeah. sense from that perspective. Like you said, LeBron's such a figure in sports and, and far beyond sports. He's such a star that you ask LeBron about all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and you particularly do. his fanfare there with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I don't even – to me, it doesn't even matter Dallas Cowboys fan. If a player – when and I cover the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL. I've covered the Detroit Lions before that. I've covered big stars, none as big as LeBron. But if a player comes to me and says something like that, the obvious question is, okay, well, you clearly have something to say. So what is it that you would like to say? Let's have a conversation about it. And then that will get more attention. So that was the one thing that LeBron James I saw did not do. Now, maybe he will do that tonight or the next time he speaks. And he'll say, you know what? Okay, this is maybe because hopefully at that point, someone will ask. Because clearly he's wanting somebody to ask. And if he doesn't want somebody to ask and use it as a way to defend Kyrie Irving, well, then that's a whole different conversation because that that's what would bother me because it's like, do not, let's not conflate one with the other here, right? Like let's, let's, one person's experience does not need to lessen the other person's experience, the other group's experience. And I can say this as a Jewish person, like just, I, I hope that that's not what's going on here. You know, like to me, because what Kyrie Irving did and had said, like, there's a large rise of anti-Semitism in this country. There is. There's a large rise of it. Go, go look at anything, any, any objective media. There is a large rise of anti-Semitism in this country, and it gets fueled by comments. So, I, to me, I just, I don't, the energy, and LeBron's right, the energy should be the same of having that conversation because Jerry Jones is an active owner. So I have no problem with what LeBron James said. I'm just hoping that, you know, everyone understands, like, you don't need to compare. It's not like you have to, well, if one, then two. It's like they're both equally worthy of being talked about. Like, that's right, like my that guy, that guy over there did something bad, too. You know, like, look over there. You know, it's not. It's yeah, not it's not like, let's not do that. Like, what Kyrie Irving did caused problems. It did. It caused problems with anti-Semitism in this country. And what Jerry Jones is doing is, br- what that photo did was bring up, um, I, I can't imagine because it, I imagine it could brought up feelings for people. And that's unfortunate and a problem as well. That is my point with all of this. But I totally get what LeBron James is saying. And I hope that someone does ask him that question so he can say what is on his mind there. Coming up, how imperative is home field advantage for the Bills? That's next on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? 
Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80 alongside Amber Wilson. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're filling in today for Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio and Canty and Carlin, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. And Amber, it's Thursday, which means we have NFL football tonight. Now, it's not always good NFL football, as we both know, but it is NFL football nonetheless, and this one, though, has a chance to be pretty good. The New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills will be taking off and taking on each other in a key AFC East matchup, and who, at this point, when you look at the AFC East, Amber, do you think wins this division? Who wins the division? I mean, I guess if I was a betting woman, uh, my money would still be on the Bills to get it done, and I am saying that as a Dolphins fan. So I am going to upset a lot of my brethren in Miami, me saying that. But the reason I'm saying that, again, if I had to put money on it, is because I think on paper and when healthy, this Bills team is better than anybody else in their division. Now, the Dolphins have been much better than any of us could have anticipated even those of us who are Dolphins fans, and they continue to look unbelievably impressive. Obviously, we know what Tua has done this season, the accuracy. He's in the MVP conversation. Mike McDaniel looks like a genius out there, particularly offensively. I'm not counting out the Dolphins by any means, and it wouldn't shock me if the Dolphins are able to get it done. But the Dolphins' schedule gets a lot, a lot harder starting this week. And so we're going to see how tested the Dolphins can actually be and what that means for the division. What I know about the Bills is that the Bills have had a little bit of a wobbly stretch here in the last four games, right? They've gone two and two in those games, and we've certainly seen some cracks in the game plan, and there's some questions there about Josh Allen's health in terms of his elbow. But if, in fact, he is healthy, and if everything's firing on all cylinders, and I understand Von Miller won't be there tonight, but if even considering that, We are talking about a Bills team that, again, Michael, on on paper, far and away, should be better than everybody else in their division. So for me, it would come down to a conversation about the Dolphins or the Bills. The Jets, to me, I mean, if you have two quarterbacks, you ain't got one, right? And frankly, I don't know (laughs) if they have any in New York. And then with the Patriots, I just don't believe in this Patriots team, particularly offensively. Yes, they have a good red zone defense. Yes, they do some good things here. Yes, Mac Jones is coming off of his best game of the season. I still don't believe in this Patriots team. For me, it's Dolphins or Bills, and I edge out with the Bills. No, that's completely fair. And you're right, by the way, about the Dolphins' schedule. Starting Sunday, this is their road the rest of the way. San Francisco, Los Angeles Chargers, Buffalo, Green Bay, New England, Jets. That's, That's tough. That's a rough road compared to some other teams 
in the NFL and some other teams in their division as well, especially that Niners game this weekend. I think that Niners game this weekend will tell us a lot about this Miami Dolphins team because I think the Dolphins are pretty good. I think they've got a real shot to win this division and make some noise in the playoffs. Like we talked about a little bit earlier, whether you take the Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, or the field. Like, the Dolphins are that one team for me that I'm like, ah, the Dolphins and the Niners, those are the two teams that I think could put a wrench in those types of plans. But on the other side of this, of course, is the New England Patriots. And unlike the Dolphins and unlike the Bills, the Patriots feel like right now they're just kind of playing to survive. And ESPN Patriots reporter Mike Reese, the hardest working reporter at NFL Nation, well, he offered this I actually don't think that way because I look at their remaining schedule, right? They go on the road at Arizona, at Las Vegas. To me, two winnable games. They'll probably be favored in both those games on the road. And then after that, they come back home. They have the Bengals, another team in the AFC playoff picture here at home. And then they have the Dolphins at home and then the Bills. So a lot of teams that they're playing at the end of the year are in the playoff hunt that if they beat them, it could improve their own standing in the AFC. So I don't think tonight's like win or, or it's over, but obviously it would make it harder if they don't get the win tonight. Sure. I, I, I sort of agree with Mike Reese, except for the fact that I could easily see them losing those last three games. So I think it's not necessarily a must win tonight for the New England Patriots, but it's a, hey, you know, you really might want to pick this one up. Otherwise, it might be the one that you regret at the end of the season if you can pull it off. Because you do have that tiebreaker with the New York Jets if you're tied because you've beaten them twice this year. However, you need to be tied with them, Amber, in order to take advantage of that. Right, and the whole tying part is the problematic part. It, I know statistically, like, they're not done if they lose tonight. And one of the knocks on the Patriots is that they have their wins, their six wins against weaker foes. So what are they going to do against some of these teams that are better than them or certainly seem better than them as they're currently slated? The Bills are one of those teams. But, of course, if you're going to lose, losing to the competition that is supposed to be the best competition in your division makes sense, and taking care of business against some of the weaker teams that you've played throughout the season makes sense, and that's what the Patriots have been doing thus far. But it does feel like if they can't get past the Bills tonight, when Josh Allen is still dealing with that elbow injury and when Von Miller's out and the Bills aren't firing on all cylinders, then there's no chance they're going to be able to get past them later in the season, and there's no chance really that they're going to be able to make any real noise here even though it's statistically possible I still feel like it's sort of morally over I guess for the Patriots if you will if they lose tonight yeah see I don't necessarily buy that because again what we were talking about they do have two winnable games coming up and they there's no reason I think they would not necessarily upset the Bills right like like I think that that is possible I think you absolutely see them upset the Bills or the Dolphins or even Cincinnati, because listen, Jamar Chase is coming is theoretically coming back this week. We'll see if that happens. But Cincinnati hasn't been a world beater this year like they had been at points last year either. I think that there are windows potentially for the Patriots, but I don't think they are very big windows. And it puts if they do lose tonight, I think it puts them in a must-win situation the next two weeks when they do play the Cardinals and they do play the Raiders, two teams that are frankly messes right now in the NFL, and they have no business losing to if they do want to be a playoff team. Coming up, we're going to keep talking about Patriots' bills because we're going to check in with a perspective from both sides of this Thursday night football matchup. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Channel 80 alongside Amber Wilson. I'm Michael Rossing. We've been filling in for Candy and Carlin all afternoon slash early evening along. And now we're going to go out to the phone lines because there is a Thursday night football game tonight. It is a pretty good game. It's the Buffalo Bills and it is the New England Patriots. And we're first going to go to the Patriots side of things. Zach Cox covers the Patriots for Nesson. Zach, welcome to the show. And... We've been talking about it a bit on the show today. Does this feel like a must-win for New England? I don't think it's quite a must-win, but it's pretty close. Uh, You just look at how tightly packed this AFC playoff picture is right now. Patriots currently a game over 500 and one game back of that final wild-card spot. They didn't get any help from uh, from any of the other teams last week that they're kind of fighting with for that spot um and i but they could lose this game and still kind of turn themselves around in the final five weeks of the season but i think this is more of a a statement type game just after what the bills did to the patriots in each of their last two matchups they didn't punt in either of those two games so uh there are certainly a lot of people in the patriots locker room who are very uh motivated to come out uh, and have a a much better performance uh, here tonight Zach, it's been, I would imagine, one of those people being Mac Jones. It's been a weird season, I would say, right, for Mac Jones coming off of a Pro Bowl appearance. You got the whole Bailey Zappi thing. Mac Jones has had some rough games this season. He's coming off of probably his best game of the season. Where would you describe him kind of mentally at this point and in terms of his development throughout this season? Well, I think last week was definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, He he and the offense in general really struggled uh, over the previous three games. Uh, the Patriots were able to win all three of those games, but they only scored two offensive touchdowns. Uh, then you saw last week on Thanksgiving in Minnesota, the, the offensive line performed better. He was given a little bit more time uh, to operate back there. And I think you, you saw the results from that. It was, he had a career high uh, in passing yards. He, he was very productive for at least through three quarters of that game. Uh, things kind of went off the rails for the Patriots whole offense in the fourth quarter, but it was certainly a, a step 
in the right direction. Uh, and Mac Jones has played well uh, against this Buffalo defense in the past, even in that playoff game last year the Patriots were never really close to competing in that game but uh, Mac Jones was not the the reason for that loss he actually had a a pretty respectable performance uh, I thought in in his first uh, taste of of playoff action Uh, we'll see if he can take another step forward here today the Patriots definitely have uh, some issues on the offensive line that they're dealing with Uh, Trent Brown their left tackle uh, popped up on the injury report today with an illness. So we'll see if he plays, we'll see if he's at 100% because uh, it has proven over the last couple of weeks that when Mac Jones does have that good pass protection in front of him, he is so much more effective and so much more productive for this team. So uh, I think it all starts up front for the Patriots. The Patriots have to be able to uh, protect Mac Jones. Uh, fortunately for them, they're, they're not going to be going up against Vaughn Miller in this game, but this Buffalo team still does have some, uh, some talent in that front seven that can give them some problems. We're talking to Zach Cox, a Patriots beat writer for Nesson here on Candy and Carlin at ESPN Radio. And, Zach, one more thing before we let you go. You look at this Patriots defense, and they are a top five to seven unit, I think, in almost every metric that you look at. But this offense was where a lot of the criticism was before the season started because Matt Patricia, who had never called plays offensively, was going to become the offensive play caller. Two-thirds of the way through the season now, how has this Matt Patricia experiment really gone? I mean, I think it's not gone well. Uh, there have certainly been some uh, uh, some some high points, uh, some weeks where where seems where things seem to be kind of coming together more than others. But you just look at the the numbers, the stats across the board. The Patriots have dropped pretty precipitously in almost every offensive category uh, from last year with Josh McDaniels to this year. With Matt Patricia, Mac Jones has not looked like the same player. He certainly hasn't taken the the leap forward that a lot of people were expecting uh, and anticipating from him. And and I think a lot of that uh, can be attributed to to some of the the turnover on the coaching staff. And uh, there's been some play calling issues. There's been some questions about the kind of simplicity of this offense. Uh, it's there's still kind of time for the Patriots to, to turn this around. Even with all these problems, the, they still are above 500. They're still right in the mix uh, for a playoff spot in the AFC. But I think it's it's certainly been uh, now, what are we, 12, 13 weeks in? Uh, I don't think there's anybody around New England saying, oh, all right, cool, this this whole thing worked out. This this was the uh, the proper call and the proper decision. Uh, it it has, not, has not been that at all so far. And I think if it continues like this, uh, over the final couple of weeks of the season, uh, Bill Belichick is going to have some some difficult decisions about how he structures this coaching staff next year. Zach, what happens tonight, what happens the rest of the season, we'll all be following you over at Nesson. Thank you for taking a few minutes of your night with us before Patriots and Bills tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. We're going to stay and go back out to the phone lines. We're going to go back out to New England. Elena Getzenberg is the ESPN reporter who covers the Bills for us. Elena, welcome to the show. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your pregame night with us. And this may be an old question at this point. I don't know, but I think it's still the pertinent question. How is Josh Allen feeling? <laughs> like emotionally or physically? Or <laughs> I mean, both. Here? Let's go with both. <laughs> 
Well, physically, we'll go with that first. Um, he's much better. Uh, he was a full participant in practice this week, and that's the first time since he suffered that right elbow injury that he'd been a full participant in practice at all. Um, so it was a big step in the right direction for him because um, he hadn't really been throwing much in practice. So steps in the right direction. It's still going to be something he's dealing with, kind of lingering, but they're hoping, you know, this is a really big step this week, and I think he's pretty ready to go. I mean, this is a team that the last two games the Bills offense hasn't punted against the Patriots defense, so there's certainly a good recent track record, and the full week of practice is, is a huge step and a, and a big, big positive for the Bills offense. Elena, now let's talk about Josh Allen from a mental perspective because we're talking about the quarterback who we all think is obviously one of the best in the league, except for right now he's tied with Davis Mills for the most interceptions in the league. Where would you put Josh Allen with some of his struggles this season mentally? Yeah, I think it's important. Yes, he has made some poor choices. The interceptions are a problem, especially in the red zone. Um, He's thrown like four red zone interceptions in the last five games, which is nuts. He had like two. um, He had two over the previous stretch of his career. So the red zone interceptions are a big problem. So a lot of it's on the offense, um, just not being on the same page. A lot of it's on wide receiver Gabe Davis has 10, has 10% of his targets have been dropped. And there's stuff like that where it's different pieces of the offense that's not working together. So I think maybe a little, that number's a little deceiving because it's more on the offense as a whole than Josh. Um, but he certainly made mistakes and they're working through it. But I think the offense needs to get on the same page. And that's something they've kind of been struggling with since the bye week. We're talking to Elena Gatzenberg, who covers the Bills for ESPN and ESPN's NFL Nation here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, along with Amber Wilson on Michael Rothstein. And Elena, one last question we have before we let you go here. We talked a lot about Josh Allen on the offense. The defense obviously suffers a major loss with Von Miller being on injured reserve. Who knows if he'll be back this season at this point. Where do they go to try and replicate or replace Von Miller's production and what he was able to really give the Bills on the outside? That's a great question. (laughs) I don't think they directly can. Um, You're not going to try and do exactly what Vaughn was doing because he had more than the next um, person with the most pressures on the Bills defense is like half of what Vaughn had. He was getting way more pressure on the quarterback than any other player. But I do think it's going to help this Bills defense. They're getting A.J. Epinesa and Greg Rousseau back tonight. Both had ankle injuries. That's huge for this defense. I think getting them back is a step in the right direction but I mean they signed Von Miller to the contract they did for a reason so you're not going to just get that kind of production it's going to be a group effort they rotate rotate their defensive line a ton and they were going to see even more of that but they need these guys they drafted Greg Rousseau in the first round they spent these early picks on these pass rushers it's time for those guys to step up and to see if their draft picks could develop and the time is now. I mean, they've got three straight games against the AFC. So this is going to be big, and you're not going to directly replace Von Miller, but it's going to be more of a group effort. Whether or not that happens, whether or not the pass rush can get to the Patriots, that's going to be one of the things you're going to be following tonight, and we'll be following along with you as well. Elena, thanks so much for taking some time tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was Elena Gatzenberg. She covers the Buffalo Bills for us over at ESPN and ESPN's NFL Nation. Coming up next... Last segment of the show, we go three and out. It's Candy and Carla on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, a channel 80 alongside Amber Wilson. I am Michael Rothstein and... Amber, this has been a pleasure doing the show over the last four hours with you. We are at the final segment of the show today, and we like to do a little something called three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. So we're going to start with something a bit more serious, Amber. Earlier today, police in Tampa issued an arrest warrant for former NFL wide receiver Antonio Brown. The active warrant stems from a domestic battery incident involving a woman, Tampa police said. On November 28th at approximately 1.30 p.m., Brown and the woman were involved in a verbal altercation at his home in South Tampa. The argument became physical, and according to police, Brown threw a shoe at the victim. Brown also attempted to evict the woman from the home by locking her out. On November 29th, a judge denied a petition for a temporary risk protection order to prevent him from possessing firearms or ammunition if he was considered a threat to himself or others. Of course, Antonio Brown, this is not his first run-in with the law. It is not his first issue period in the last year. A little under a year ago, he was released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on January 6th. Amber. You are a legal expert. Uh, I, I feel like if I ask you to walk th- us through all of this, we'll be here for another three hours. Uh, so no. if you can, read your digest. What it, what's going on here? What, well, what, what do people need to understand about this? I mean, honestly, I, I don't even think a legal expert can unpack everything that's happened with Antonio Brown, right? I mean, we've seen this, and we've seen this before he even joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's been well documented, as you mentioned, this is far from the first legal trouble that Antonio Brown has run into. And it's not the first accusation of domestic violence that Antonio Brown uh, has been the subject of either. And so, of course, we don't know about this situation. This situation is still actively unfolding in Tampa. There's some reports coming out of Tampa right now, frankly, that are quite disturbing when it comes to Antonio Brown. But 
I, I think the long and the short of it, Michael, is just Antonio Brown, he just continues to be in the headlines for seemingly all the wrong reasons ever since that departure from the Tampa Bay Bucks. And even the way that he left the Tampa Bay Bucks, of course, put him in the headlines for the wrong reasons. It seems like, it feels like, anyways, from the outside looking in, a lot of people have tried to help Antonio Brown, even Tom Brady, and that possibly he's past the point of the help of anybody involved in the National Football League anyways. I don't think it's going out on a limb to see to say that his NFL career seems like a wrap at this point, even though yeah. publicly sometimes he still flirts with coming back. Uh, he needs to find the other side of the headlines is certainly what Antonio Brown needs to do. So this situation, one that, again, heinous allegations, and we'll see how it unfolds. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not even the other side of the headlines. He just needs to stay out of the headlines. That's just the first part of That's it. You true. hope that somebody at some point can get Antonio Brown help that he might need because it, it's very clear at least something is not going right in Antonio Brown's life right now, and that might be understating it to the max. Number two, giant left turn. United States midfielder Christian Pulisic said on Thursday he'll do everything in my power to play in Saturday's World Cup Round of 16 match against the Netherlands. Pulisic's official status is day-to-day with a pelvic contusion, according to the U.S. Soccer Federation spokesperson. Pulisic did talk about it earlier today, and he said this, quote, I am going to meet now with the team medical staff and make a decision today. Just kind of see how I'm feeling, taking it by, day by day. Right now, I'm doing everything in my power to be able to be out there on the field on Saturday. Amber, if Christian Pulisic does not play, do the United States have any chance of advancing past the Netherlands? I mean, you probably know more about this than I do. I, I've been watching the World Cup, and I've been watching more than just Team USA, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be some sort of soccer aficionado, right? I know you're very into the World Cup, and I know you sort of uh, really ingest it every year, and I know you're frustrated by the timing of this World Cup, as a lot of people are who like to watch all of it and every minute of it as much as possible. From what I understand, Michael, yes, Team USA can still very much win this match with or without Pulisic. I think that he's the name that we know, the casual fan, right? He's the biggest star on this team. He's the name that we know. We've been hearing about him for years since he was, you know, essentially a child coming up through the ranks and through travel soccer, and he was the hope of this nation. But this is a very good young team, and we saw them do some very good things so far already throughout the World Cup. So absolutely, we saw them win a game that they didn't have him in the second half of the game when he went out with injury, right? So they can get this done if they need to without him, but it would be nice to have the face of your team there and available and healthy. See, I, I'm going to actually flip that. I don't. I think if they don't have Pulisic, it's going to be a really, really tough road. The Netherlands are not playing well. Let's be very clear about that. But the United States has not shown, at least in this World Cup, to have an abundance of goal scorers. They're getting a lot of opportunities, but guys like Tim Way have just not been able to capitalize on them. Christian Pulisic is a guy that is a known goal scorer, is a known finisher. That is what he does for you, among so many other things. You do not have him. I would be very, very concerned about the United States and their chances of advancing to the quarterfinals in the World Cup. But it's a huge opportunity. Amber, I want to finish here because it is a Philly special Christmas, at least sort of. The Philadelphia Eagles offensive linemen Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and Jordan Mulata are teaming up to create a Philly special Christmas album with the help of War on Drugs drummer Charlie Hall. 
It'll be released December 23rd. I'm going to ask you a very quick question. Are you more interested in the Philly special Christmas or are you more interested in Guardians of the Galaxy's holiday special? Uh, definitely the Philly Christmas special. I'm not sure I'm interested in either of them, but at least this special sounds like it's for a good cause. I have zero interest. I'm sorry, Michael. I know this is going to upset you in Guardian of the Galaxies, whatever the heck you just said. I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, I'm going to lie. I'm, I'm crushed right now. I'm going to go with the Guardians <laughs> and the Galaxy holiday special that's actually on now on Disney+. Plus. Yes, I am a company man here. I'm a big fan of Marvel, so I'm really excited to see that. Amber, this has been I'm a pleasure Groot. as always. Look, it's Groot! Groot has joined us <laughs> on the show. Uh, exactly. Exactly. But that is Groot. He is Groot. Coming up, Sarah Spain's last show on Spain and Fitz. Kenny and Carl on ESPN Radio and ESPN app. Weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.